Welcome to Catch You Outdoors. I'm your host, Captain Rob Modis. This podcast is about living and playing in the great outdoors, especially down in the most southern region of the continental U.S., the Florida Keys. Catch Outdoors is hosted by Spotify and also brought to you by your favorite podcast network. So kick back and get a taste of my Florida. This week's episode of Catch Outdoors is number 117, titled, Tis the Season, again. Yes, I used it before, this time last year. Couldn't resist. It is. It's, it's Tis the Season, to be jolly. Um, and I am very much ready for that. I'm not kidding you. It's been, uh, <laughs> after this week, holy moly. Anyhow, welcome to this week's podcast, which will be a mishmash of what's going on down this way and a bit of holiday thoughts, along with some non-fishing things to do in the Keys. I'll explain that in just a bit. I didn't do any fishing. I don't think anybody did much fishing this past week, and I'm not planning on it until perhaps well after you all listen to this episode on Tuesday. It will probably be maybe Thursday, Friday, maybe. Weather's been atrocious by Florida Keys standards. The good news is it wasn't cold, but we had gale force winds and lots and lots of rain. As a matter of fact, it's been almost a week since we have seen any sun. And that ended today, this afternoon. Well, I guess around 1 o'clock. This is Sunday, by the way. I did this a day early. Lots of stuff going on with Christmas, so Monday was not in the cards this week. Um, oh, it was anyway. <laughs> I understand the chilly weather now is on its way, but at least the sun's out. Oh, goody. Um, yeah, so the winds have been south, south, southeast, uh, for a week, and we had this uh, uh, old, old warm front down here, which uh, stopped and got locked and then started getting pushed back up. And it came on top of us as well as most of Florida. Great big portion of Florida. Got lots and lots of rain. It was a huge mess. It's December. It's not supposed to be like this. Um, And then today, finally Sunday, it poured this morning. And then the wind finally shifted to the north and it blew all this mess out of here. So, but the upcoming weather kind of looks like this Tuesday. Low of 55 and a high of 68. Ouch. Oh, come on. It's Florida. And it's the Florida Keys. So we're supposed to be like pretty much tropical here. 55 is ridiculous. Wednesday morning, 59. Low 70. Thursday, 65. High 72. Friday, 65. High 73. You can see where this is going. We're just going to get locked right down around that 70 mark. Now, I know I'm not supposed to complain because I don't live where it snows. So I understand, but it's not going to be good. I believe the winds are going to continue to blow all week, perhaps falling off by next weekend. So I saw a lot of 10 to 15s, 10 to 15. That's not bad. I mean, we can find places to hide, so I may get out there and fish. I'm hoping. Uh, but a lot depends on whether it's going to shift from north and come around to the east. If it does that, I have a lot more places to hide than I do when it's blowing straight out of the north. So keeping my fingers crossed for that one. Um, this has been quite a long, no fishing or boating period for me. Two weeks. (sighs) 
Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm starting to wonder how happened. What happened to dry season? It's December. This is dry season. The end of hurricane season was November the 30th, and we're, we're in mid-December now, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm recording this on the 17th, so we're past that point. It's ridiculous. Uh, do you hear the frustration? <laughs> I, I'm not alone. I feel sorry. Think about this. I really feel sorry for the visitors to the Keys that booked fishing trips and came down here for this past week, you know, because this is a pretty hot week. When you, you roll into December, we get an awful lot of guests coming in. And, um, yeah, so you sat in your room and it rained. Oof. Oof. <laughs> and, I mean, it was bad. Nobody fished in the back country. Nobody fished in the ocean. It was just impossible. You would not believe how hard the wind was blowing on uh, Thursday, Friday. Saturday. Saturday was crazy. Gale force winds on Saturday. No, you don't go out on days like that. I don't care where you are. However, there's lots of places to visit. You can get some serious sightseeing done. The bars are open with live music. And it's probably much warmer here than wherever those folks came from. This can't last forever, right? I mean, that's what I said. Last Tuesday was windy, but the rain hadn't started yet, which was a good thing. We were invited to Billy and Cindy D's garden party and had a great time with great music. The featured band was Brothers of Others. Uh, This is a trio from Miami, and they were absolutely amazing. The music ran the gamut, and those guys were so talented. I mean, it's crazy how good they are. They're able to switch off. To different, it's just three of them, trio, off the instruments like keyboards, drums, guitar, bass, and they just switch all around, which I have always found like, wow, that's, that's, you know, I wish I could do that. I play several instruments, but not like, no, not with high, high ability. <laughs> so it was really amazing. Um, and the songs were nice. It was a great evening to be sitting in the garden and listening to music. It really was. And it's nice. I'm, I'm so happy that we get invited to this party because it's really, really great, the garden party. I After it was over with, I asked the band if they were going to be anywhere in the area anytime soon. Yes, indeed. At the Lorelei on Friday, December 29th, end of the month. You know where I'll be. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is worth, if you're anywhere in the area, if you're down here in December, late December, going into the new year, perhaps, you should definitely check these guys out. It's certainly worth the trip to the Lorelei. This Tuesday at the Garden Party, the special guest will be Luke Summerglen. Um, the Garden will get a taste of good old Southern rock and some country music. Luke is a regular at the Caribbean Club, literally across the street from us here in Key Largo. I listen to his music on Friday nights when I'm grilling in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. Oh, yeah, you can hear it. And he's very good. I'm anxious to see what he does all by his lonesome without a whole band. So that'll be really, really cool. What's neat about the garden party is uh, it introduces local talent and local uh, artists here in the Keys in a very intimate, um, all-by-themselves acoustic kind of thing. And, And I really like that. Remember, you can listen live to these on YouTube or Facebook Live. Uh, the pre-show tune-up starts around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, 4 to 4.30. And that's basically Billy putting all the stuff together and making it work. Uh, and uh, 
you know, tune it up. Uh, Billy plays solo from 4.30 to 5, and then the feature guest plays from 5.30 to 6.30, and then Billy joins in uh, up until 7, so from 6.30 to 7. And if you want a, a, a real taste of real keys music, uh, don't miss it. And on that note, no pun intended, my new song, Key West Town, is now available on just about every music download and listening service. Thanks for all the downloads of my song and the feedback. I love it. I'm glad you all are enjoying it. I really am. As I mentioned earlier, I wish to goodness I went fishing. I wish to goodness I could have gone fishing. I wish I could give you all a fishing report, but nada. <laughs> not not today. Oh my gosh. When I don't fish, I usually talk about what others did, you know, just to fill the spot. I mean, if I can't get out there, I get busy, something's going on. But nobody fished. I went and looked at some reports just to see if anybody did anything, and they didn't. Um, the ones that I follow are typically the guides, the captains. Uh, they had enough sense not to go out there. Um, I'm sure some people did. Um, uh, yeah, but the ones that I like to read their reports and I and relate to you all are typically somebody in the Marathon, uh, Largo, Tavernier, Alamorada, uh, Marathon, and down into Key West. But nobody did anything, and it was a safety concern. I mean, the, the reports coming on the radio were like, don't do it. Uh, the Coast Guard was like, don't do it. And so I think most people heeded that message. So unfortunately... Um, there wasn't from Key Largo to Key West. I could not pull up anything that was really worth talking about. And uh, such a bummer. Um, Gale Force winds and lots of rain actually shut the Keys fishing down. Crazy. Can't remember the last time this happened. Probably when there was an evacuation of the islands for a tropical blow or a hurricane. Um, praying for next week. I hate being landlocked. I really do. So I made lots of notes, so we'll read through the notes, we'll play that game, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, an interest, uh, interesting request that I had um, this week, and I want to relay that to you. Book time. Finished Fallen Pride by Wayne Stennett. Good stuff. Easy read. Recommended. Um, you know, it's, it's the basic kind of uh, mystery novel. Obviously, it takes place in the Florida Keys, lots of boats. Lots of chasing around, lots of shooting at each other. But what I really like about it is the trick endings. Um, it does not end like you think it's going to. And that's happened in all four of the books I've read so far of his. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen now? I'm down to the last three pages. Something bad's going to happen. And it usually does. So, But it's well written and well put together. I um, mean, he does follow his, he does flow his characters through all the books. Um. As I said last week, I stopped reading Doc Ford novels by Randy Wayne White a while back and wanted to catch up. Well, I was right. I stopped reading the series in 2003. I'm almost embarrassed. That coincides with my guide service ramping up. 04 was Hurricane Charlie, building the guide service back up after the hurricane and just getting myself out there and, you know, and being active within the radio show. There was a whole bunch of stuff happening at that time. And I really wasn't reading anything, not just Randy. I just, I wasn't reading anything. And so it's been great. Um, a while back, I didn't mention this, but, oh, I don't know, several months ago. No, it was more than that, almost a year and a half ago. I went back and picked up all the James W. Hall books and read them all, all the ones that I hadn't finished. The same way with Randy's books. 
uh, probably going back to 0405, somewhere in that area. And I, I picked up his because I love James Hall's books. So I'm doing the same with Randy. Um, uh, I picked up with, in 03, 2003, he put out Everglades. And so that's what I'm reading now. Um, and I've forgotten how good a writer Randy Wayne is. I mean, he really is. He's, it's amazing. Um, I'm enjoying being virtually back on the southwest coast of Florida near Sanibel Island. For those that don't know, Randy Wayne White was a former tarpon guide in the Sanibel area. And he really knows his way around the water and really knows his way around the fishing and boats and things like that. So when you read his stuff, you get very authentic um, information and, and, and it's very detailed information about things. But he also writes his characters out really well. And I enjoy reading it. Um, so it was nice to get back. Uh, I'm only about maybe, I'm probably about almost halfway through the book. And it's good. There will be more of those. I have a funny feeling I may I may be hooked on that for a while. So stand by. Tis the season. I got a note from a past fishing charter customer of mine asking about what to do besides fishing in the Keys while you're here during the week between Christmas and New Year's. What? I sent a note back. I said, what? No fishing? <laughs> Seriously? And he said, well, sort of. He did say he was going to fish, but he also needs some family time and lots of it. That's that's one of the things I found by fishing people uh, up in in Fort Myers. It was it was these guys. They're close enough to Orlando. You know, Disney's going to play a part in some of these trips, and so the guys are like, "I have got to get some fishing in, but I'm also going to go see the mouse, and I got to get that done." So I'm I'm juggling. So help me here. Well, this is kind of like that same email. Um, so I thought I'd share some of the things that I suggested to him about what he can do while he's down this way in the Keys, in between trying to squeeze in a fishing trip or two. I didn't really um, work systematically down the Keys. <laughs> I asked him where he's going to be and where is he going to stay. He's actually staying in three different locations in a 10-day period, about a week to 10 days, I think he said. So he's going to be in Key Largo, he's going to be in Island Rod, and he's going to be in Key West. And I was like, wow, man, that's that's pretty diverse. That's um, you know, that's a hundred and some odd miles of, uh, yikes, <laughs> but the, but you know, the email conversation was great back and forth because first thing he said was, man, I miss fishing with you. And I told him, I said, I miss fishing with you too. Um, so the first thing I did was family wise is a, is a tiki boat ride. He's going to be in Key Largo first. And yeah, we started more or less, they, uh, they'll start it as a booze cruise. I mean, that's really what they were when they first came out. It's basically, it's a tiki bar that floats. It seats six people. It's in the round. The captain's in the middle. You sit on bar stools outside on, on a nice, it's basically very nicely appointed. Uh, but you're, it's a BYOB. You bring your own stuff. You bring your own munches and things. The captain uh, uh, totes you around. And uh, we always do sunset trips. So it's basically just, let's go see the sun go down. Let's have a couple of drinks. And she brings us back. Or he, and in our case, it's been she the last two or three times. Uh, and then they bring us back to the dock, and you go up to the restaurant and have dinner. That's that's pretty much our plan of action. And we have had an awful lot of guests with us that have done this with us. I think we've done three or four trips now. 
And I told him, I said, this is really cool because it's changed from the BYOB and does family stuff too. So you can have a booze trip if you want to, but if you want to take the kids out there and do the kids thing, it's ideal. Um, especially the sunset trips. See, you'll see dolphins. Uh, sometimes manatees will come into the area, especially in the wintertime. And at the same time, it's just one of those relaxing things. The kids can also swim. Um, they, you know, the boat is, the deck is extremely low to the water. And if the kids are daring enough in the winter to jump into the water, that's fine. The captain does not have a problem with that. So that's kind of cool. Um, we also, I also found out, I, I did a little reading before I, I put this together. I know they do daytime cruises as well instead of just the sunsets, but they also do nighttime cruises. I did not know that. Nighttime's cool out there. It's really, really neat. Um, you will see a billion stars. We have very little ambient light down this way in Key Largo at night. Um, as a matter of fact, when I drive onto the island from the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, come down across the 18-mile stretch and the and the bridge, I am blown away by how dark it is and how much how little light there is. You you see just a smidge of light as you you look out to the uh, to the west uh, as the keys run southwest, and it's really I don't I call it magical. It's kind of magical. Um, but there you go. Um, the boat is, um, the boat's not very big. The key, I, I don't know the actual dimensions of it, uh, but it's ideal for the six people. But I keep in mind, it is six people only. It's a six pack boat. So I need to make sure you know that. And if the family's bigger than that, you can't do it. There's no way to squeeze extra people onto this thing. You can book the trip in Key Largo online by Googling Cruising Tiki's Key Largo. They also have boats up and down the Keys. It's a franchise. So you can check in with Marathon, check in down at Tavernier, and check in down in Key West. They have the Cruising Tiki's just about everywhere now, and it's growing rapidly. I was asked if I want a captain. I said, I wish I could, but I can't. Because I tell you what, that would be a premium job. <laughs> it really would. Got a captain's license, a six-pack. Might want to get in touch with the people down here in the Keys. The cruising tiki stuff is growing like crazy. Um, Dolphin Research Center. We're going to jump way down to Marathon. I can't think of a better place to take kids. Um, it's on Grassy Key, which is near Marathon. This is a win-win for the whole family. There are tours. And there are Swim with Dolphin educational programs. This place is not like most dolphin places. It's certainly not dolphins in a pool. I want to make that perfectly clear. This is a rescue research center where they give you the privilege of swimming with them if you want to. Um, uh, they swim in an area that could actually leave if they want. I mean, the dolphin could get out of there if they really wanted to. That's the first thing I noticed when I was there. It's like, wow, look at this, man. There's really no way to keep them in here. But they stay. Um, they do research. They test the dolphins for different things, and they also take in dolphins that are in distress, dolphins that have been found uh, by themselves, um, usually youngsters. And also, if a place is closing up, one of the dolphin display type places closing up, they're kind enough to take a dolphin in and uh, treat it right. Um, I've been very impressed with my trips there. I think I've done three now, and um, I swam with them one day. That was that was mind-blowing. I can't tell you how much fun. The dolphins actually looked like they were enjoying the hell out of themselves, and that's what I liked about it. It was really, really cool. Um, 
Let me let me do this. I have a, I wrote down the mission statement for this place because I want to make it real clear that this is not your typical dolphins jumping through hoops nonsense. That's not what they do. Um, the mission there says, through education, research, and rescue, Dolphin Research Center promotes peaceful coexistence, cooperation, and communication between marine mammals, humans, and the environment we share with the well-being of DRC's animal taking precedence. That's pretty important. So the Dolphin Research Center is really something to see. You can book ahead online for tours, swim with dolphins, uh, you could just hang out. I mean, basically, you can show up, pay the fee to get in, and just hang out and watch the researchers work in the area. It's it's great. And you'll learn a lot. I mean, that's what's really, really cool about it. So uh, you can do that at dolphins.org. Simplest website I've run into yet, dolphins.org. Yeah, not, I mean, do it. Yeah, do it. If you haven't done it, you got kids? Oh, my God, the kids will go crazy. If your travels are taking you to Isla Mirada, we're going to move up the island just a little bit from Grassy Key. Um, then be sure to visit the Florida Keys History and Discovery Center. It's located on the Islander Resort property. Uh, I've been there twice. Love it. It's a wealth of history about the Middle and Upper Keys and has a film about the 1935 Labor Day hurricane and one about Henry Flagler's Overseas Railroad. Honestly, the hurricane film scared the bejeebers out of me. Um <laughs> <laughs> has interviews with people that survived it. I mean, it is crazy. Um, the good news is it's it's a learning curve for those of us that live in the Keys. Um, it gave me a really good reason to be ready for the worst, if it should ever come this way. And, I mean, I ain't kidding you. Um, I also love the Henry Flagler film. That was really good about building, you know, the insanity. And I, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll label it. The insanity of building a railroad from Homestead, top of the Keys, through Key Largo, all the way down to Key West, over 40-something bridge islands. Um, wow. And he did it. That's the crazy thing. The hurricane spoiled everything, and uh, it wound up becoming a road, which I'm happy to report is how we get to the Keys now, Key West now. But um, the films are impressive. They really are. Um Lots of stuff for the kids to do. Lots. There's like a learning center. There's hands-on centers. There's videos. There's buttons they can push and things they can do that I know kids love. Um, it's possible to spend a couple hours there. Easy. So plan some time for this. Um, but, I, I, you know, it's just one of those things that people miss. They don't know it's there. It's kind of hidden away on the Islander property. And uh, check it out. If you got kids, by all means, go in there and check it out. Uh, now, I have to say this. In that same area, right across the street, is one of my favorite hangouts, the Lorelei Restaurant and Cabana Bar. Yes, it's a bar. Yes, it has live music. Yes, it has a host of characters, which is what I like about it. But what's more important, kids are welcome. Yep, they don't care. Bring the kids. They got tables out there. People come in for the sunset every evening. If you're going to do the sunset, get there early. You know, if you wanted to get a table. The kids can run around. There's a beach. Um... It's it's good family stuff. I mean, obviously, we talk about it a lot. It's like this hangout that we go to to watch music and stuff. We do. And the kids usually disappear around 7, 30, 8 o'clock at night. They're off back to their hotel rooms, headed for bed. And that's when the party starts with the adults. So, But don't be afraid to be any kids to the Lorelei. It's really, it's really a great venue, a beautiful view, and a beautiful sunset. If you want to watch a sunset, ooh, it's a good place. Also, while in Alamorada, for you fishing folks who may not be fishing... 
<laughs> Even though you may be taking the day off the water, there are three places worth visiting, but they can be very costly, so be careful. Bass Pro Shops, Worldwide Sportsman. There's a reason that name is different than all the other Bass Pro Shops. They only do salt. And uh, boy, do they do it right. So basically, this shop is set up in Ala Mirada. It is a Bass Pro. Uh, it's got lots of great clothing and tackle and all that stuff, but it's oriented strictly toward salt. It's one of the few places, that you, it's the only place that I'm aware of that you won't find freshwater gear in it, in a place named Bass Pro Shops, which kind of throws people when they go in there. But if you're down here um, and you're doing the saltwater fishing, that's what they do. We don't have freshwater fishing in the Keys. So uh, there you go. Um, next, be sure to visit the Rod Shop. I've uh, talked about this place before. They make Key Largo rods uh, at that location. Customs are the very, their customs, I'm not, are the very, very, very best that I've ever fished with. And I, I've got several of them now. And I'll tell you what, I'm slowly rotating my rods out to, to just get into the Key Largo rods. They're fantastic. So, and the shop is definitely worth a visit. And then for the fly guys and the fly gals, be sure to stop in at Sandy Moret's shop, the Florida Keys Outfitters. This place has been around since 1989. It's dangerous, very, very dangerous. <laughs> Secure your wallet. Maybe lock it up in the car before you go in. <laughs> they have just about anything you might need, and then some. Um, and especially for fishing in the Florida Keys. Their fly box, the fly bins that they have with all the, oh, goodness gracious, um, that's where I became addicted to uh, Tim Borsky's flies, who I think are some of the best flies ever tied. Um, I spent a lot of money buying one or two of his flies and then taking it apart to figure out how to put one together myself. Uh, but the bins are full of creations that are basically just for the Florida Keys. So you'll, you'll get a real good sampling of if you're a fly guy or a gal. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Back to Marathon. <laughs> hey, why not cruise all around? That's what the keys are about. Take a tour of Pigeon Key. It's two miles out from the east end of the Nine Mile Bridge as you are leaving Marathon. So you're in Marathon, you're headed for the Nine Mile Bridge, and right before you get on the bridge to your right is this great little mock-up train, this cute little train and cars that'll take you out there on the old bridge. The old bridge parallels the new for two miles, a little over two miles. Um, and at the end of that is Pigeon Key. Pigeon Key is the home, if you will, of uh, a museum, a tours, and everything you'd ever want to know about the building of Flagler's Railroad. It's, it's really, really interesting. This was like the hub. Uh, this is where the workers stayed and they farmed them out, you know, east and west while they were building all these bridges down here. And it's, I just find it totally interesting. Um, get a guide take a tour, and then feel free to roam around yourself after the tour. But I'd highly recommend doing the tour because you'll learn a lot about how this, this thing happened. And you start, it's a marvel. I'm not kidding. It's a marvel of what they did, especially the seven-mile bridge, seven-mile bridge across water in the early 1900s. You know, to, even today, that would be a difficult task. Uh, but it's fun. There's lots of photos. There's lots of stuff going on out there. Um, and oh, and that reminds me, take a camera because boy, is it photographic. A lot of beautiful water around you, beautiful scenery around you to take pictures. Um, and it's certainly great for the kids. If you got kids in tow, they'll love the little train ride out there and the little train ride back. 
So uh, put that on the list. Absolutely. All right, let's move that train south. I wish we could. <laughs> I miss trains. <laughs> Staying in Key West. Uh, it's not all about the bars, but that is adult fun. And if you don't have kids in tow. But, however, there's plenty to see and do on the island and plenty to see and do with kids. So don't be shy about taking the children down there. Um, here's some of my favorites. And I relayed those to Mr. Smith. I made that name up. Climb to the top of the lighthouse. What a view. The, I, know, the, I know kids like it. Adults are like freaked out about climbing heights, but most kids could care less. Um, supervision is, adult supervision is, is required, of course. But you can climb the top of the lighthouse and get a beautiful view and some beautiful photos of Key West up there. Go across the street to the Hemingway House. The gardens are nice. Lots of six-toed cats running around that usually take to petting pretty well. They don't mind the kids doing that. If they don't, they'll just run away. The ones that like it will come right up to them. They also have guided tours. They'll take you all around so that they'll tell you all about the house. Uh, it's something that Janelle and I generally do not miss when we're in Key West. We will spend at least a few hours at the Hemingway House. There's just something about that place. It's really, really worth the trip. Ride the conch train. Speaking of trains... It's worth it. The drivers are comedians and know a lot about the history of the island. Um, and the kids will love it too. What's nice is they drive up and down the main areas and point out the interesting spots, which will also give you a mental list of other places to go visit while you're in Key West. Uh, they'll talk about um, everything from gift shops, bars, and of course the people of Key West that made Key West what it is way back in the 1800s. So that's kind of cool. Um Go to the fort. That would be the Fort Zachary Taylor down at the tip of the island. Uh, that would be the southwest tip of the island. Uh, it's fun to tour. Uh, it's really great. There's a nice beach there. You can take the kids to the beach. But the coolest thing is it's really, really got a great open fort area that you can walk through. You can do a guided tour there. You don't have to, but you can. And I know kids love it because I've watched the kids in action there. <laughs> <laughs> hopping around, climbing up all the ramparts and doing all the stuff the kids do. So you got kids, take them to the fort. Let's see. If there's kids in the party, not just you, okay? If there's kids, we've been talking about that, family, basically. Take them to the Key West Shipwreck Museum. Uh, we recently did that. I have not been in there. I don't, I don't remember ever going in there. I don't know why. Um, it's down close to Mallory Square, it's worth it. It's really a lot of fun. It's kind of, um, it's got that whole pirate feel about it. Um, essentially, it's about the wreckers who worked the waters off of Key West in the 1800s and about how they would go out, rescue someone, and of course, salvage what was rescued and wind up uh, taking the taking that product for themselves, take, taking the stuff off the old ships for themselves, uh, building their homes, reselling, reselling stuff like that. Um, it's really fascinating, and I liked it. It's also got a Wreckers Tower uh, as part of the trip that you can climb up to the top of the tower, one just like the one they use to watch for the boats coming in and wrecking on the reefs. Um, great view, another great place for a photograph. And again, I know the kids will like it because it's just got that whole pirate feel about it, and kids dig pirates. Last but not least, there are all kinds of water cruises for couples and families. And they, it, you would not believe it. I'm going to name the two biggest ones that I'm aware of. It's up to you to do the research. But uh, Fury uh, has 
Fury Water Sports and Sabago Water Sports. Those are probably the two biggest that I know of in Key West. Uh, they have all kinds of boats, like big catamarans, small sailboats, small craft, uh, things like that, that they can take you out for sunset cruises or just, you know, booze cruises, things like that. And I know the kids would enjoy it, too, because it's a way to get out there on the water. Um, uncomplicated. The boats are mostly big. Uh, plenty on space, plenty of space to uh, uh, enjoy yourselves. And a lot of them have set tours, like they'll go do snorkeling and things like that. Um, so... Be sure to check them out. Again, that's Sabago, S-A-B-A-Sabago, Sabago, S-A-B-A-G-O, and Fury, which one of our good friends pronounces uh, furry, which we always thought was hilariously funny, but it's F-U-R-Y, yes. So Fury. Um, check them out. Both of them are, are water sport companies that have uh, boats that you can go out on and take tours. Also, sunset tours on them are really fantastic. Have a wonderful week. Please spend some time outside if you would. Even if you live in the frozen winter lands of the United States, it's still better to be outside than inside, right? So if you have to, bundle up and go play. Thank you to all the listeners who have supported my podcast over the last couple of years. If you enjoyed listening, please tell a friend, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Facebook page is Catch Outdoors, website sketchoutdoors.com, where you can find all the previous podcasts and a schedule of what's to come. Until next time, get outdoors and enjoy. Enjoy.